everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. And today, I'm paying a visit with Heidi Friedman of Friedman Elder Law in South Florida. Things are great in South Florida, and Heidi, welcome to the program today. Thank you, Sam, and thank you for having me. You know, before we get into your areas of elder law, tell us about yourself. So I am a board-certified elder law attorney. I'm one of only 117 board-certified elder law attorneys in the entire state of Florida. Um, In addition, I am a mother of two amazing boys. One is 17, one is 22. My 22-year-old has special needs, um, so he's just been just a joy in our lives. I have been a native of Florida, so I'm born and raised here, raised in Jacksonville, Florida, and right now been living down in South Florida for most of my adult life. I have to say there's not too many of us natives uh, that uh, are focused on doing the things that we're doing. So welcome, neighbor. Thank you. Uh, it, it's a great. And, you know, and I know a, a bit about your background as well through uh, a, a joint thing that we do called the Elder Services Resource Network. And it serves all of South Florida. And I'm going to put you in the spotlight as the, the president of that organization. Tell me a, a bit about uh, the Elder Services Resource Network. So, yes, I have been the president. This is my first year as president. I've been a member of Elder Source. Uh, it, it's actually ESRN for quite some time. Um, the great thing about ESRN is it's a, a networking group. But really more than that, it's really a, a group, a great group of people that come together that want to learn more about the services and what we can do for the senior community um, and our senior population. And it offers us great resources. So if we ever have a, you know, a concern or anything about any of our own clients, there's somebody, always somebody in the networking group that we can contact and get some really good advice on how we can handle certain things or even refer them over to that person. Um, ESRN is really has almost all the professions in the senior community. You know, people can help in all different ways. So it is a really great group. And, and I'm so glad that you are a member of my board. So I was going, you know, and you, you led right in because I was going to say for all of those listening in the South Florida area who are in a professional capacity uh, in some fashion related to our seniors and the elderly, how may they go about contacting your membership person to find out about joining? I don't know, Sam. How about you tell them how they can contact our membership person to, to uh, talk about you know. I, I I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, one of the things that I do enjoy so much is helping those within the senior community, which was the whole impetus for creating this program. So if you are interested in uh, becoming a member of the ESRN, please contact me. You may do so at Sam at Yates Pro, Y-A-T-E-S-P-R-O, or you can go to the ESRN website. And uh, just um, enter a general contact, and that information will be forwarded on to me. And Heidi, I'm uh, very proud to be a member of the organization. Uh, We're going to be doing great things because every day, one of the members of our organization is helping seniors in some fashion. And, you know, that that takes us right into uh, older Americans and their concerns. In 1963, back in April, That is when uh, there was a a move to say, our older Americans are very, very 
important. Senior citizens are important. May is Senior Citizens Month, Elder Americans Month, and it's going to be something special. Tell us why it is special for so many people to be to recognized as a part of that older American group. I think one of the things that we don't take into consideration in our country is how much experience and information our seniors have. One of the things that I absolutely love about my job is when I get to sit with a senior and hear their stories and hear what they've been through and just listen to all the amazing things that they've done, whether it's traveling, whether it's just different things that they've experienced. Um, you know, I, I love hearing the stories of, of their lives and, and the, their accomplishments. And I just don't think that we we as Americans really understand how how much information and how much experience is in our seniors. And again, it's one of the reasons why I love what I do. Um, one of the things that I also love what I do and the reason why I love what I do is because I, you know, aging in this country is not cheap. Um, I don't know if people realize how expensive it is to age in this country. I mean, just to go into a, a skilled nursing facility or nursing home could cost anywhere from, you know, down here, ten to $12,000. And people can't always afford that. So what I do is I help those seniors be able to qualify for those for, for benefits to help pay for that care because it's so important that they get the care that they need. We are definitely having people live a lot longer, not so much healthier, but definitely a lot longer. But there's so much we can learn from our seniors. Just talking this morning with a gentleman who is telling me, my mom is 91 years old. She never expected to live this long. She has outlived her money and she can't afford the monthly rent on her manufactured home. And and he was trying to find a way to help. And I said, there will be help out there. It's just a matter of knowing which door to knock on. And and those are some of the things, not that that particular case, but you're a resource of knowledge for our seniors throughout South Florida. Absolutely. And and unfortunately, I come across that a lot or or seniors that don't have, you know, listen, our, our parents saved what they thought they needed for retirement. But again, they didn't expect to live until, you know, 90, 98. Um, even if we know the life expectancy tables have increased, you know, to yes. a certain amount. So it's it's, you know, people did not expect first of all, how much it would cost to age and didn't expect that they had to save as much money as they needed to. So we're here to help them protect their assets, get them qualified for certain government programs to help pay for that care, whether they're at home in an assisted living or in a nursing home um, so that they can they can live out their lives. And, you know, I've heard that many seniors tell me the golden years, where are the golden years? They're still waiting for them. <laughs> you know? So... We try to help them so that they can get what they need. Part of that helping process starts with planning. And a lot of people don't know where to start. But but let's walk through some of them. Um, advanced directives. So advanced directives, um, and a lot of people know them and understand that they need them. Unfortunately, what I find in my practice is this is the place where people, and I hate to say it this way, where people kind of cheap out, right? They want to they want to pull up their rocket law. They want to pull up, you know, let my let my best friend's brother's sister's, you know, attorney who doesn't know what they're doing prepare my advanced directives. And really and truly, it's actually two of the most important documents that anyone should have. One is the durable power of attorney, and the other is your healthcare directives. And really, truly, I tell that anybody over the age of 
18 should have these these documents and they're very important and they're not the time to like try to cheap out and and pay the least amount or get the paralegal to to do them i always say if you you know if you needed surgery would you go to your pediatrician to have surgery no you'd go to the orthopedics and that's really what you need to do so durable powers attorney are those documents that you sign that will allow you to choose who you want to make decisions for you regarding any of your legal property any kind of issues of that nature in the state of florida there are some really specific rules regarding them and and what needs to be in them and certain initials that need to be done so those are things that you have to really take into consideration when you're preparing them and the other document is the healthcare directives. Those are who you choose to make healthcare decisions for you in the event that you are incapacitated. And also the living will portion. That living will says, what do you want to have happen in the event that you are terminal? Do you want to have life prolonging procedures or do you want to just be able to die and die in peace? So again, letting people know those are really important documents that you should have. One of the things that's on the minds of a lot of people, tax season. And tax season is always that trigger for, wow, uh, there are things that I should do about my assets. And legacy planning is something that folks don't really stop and think about it, and perhaps until it's uh, too late. Absolutely. And here's the thing. What people don't understand is there are a lot of people who have done their estate planning, um, but they usually have done their estate planning when they are younger, right? Because you know, when I was younger and married and had children, well, I mean, I still do, but I'm talking about in, in general, people are doing estate planning to make sure that upon their death, their family members can continue to live if they lose their income or lose their whatever. When you start to become a senior, you really need to look at your estate planning in a whole different light. It, there has to be a different purpose. You can't have the same estate plan that you had when you were in your 40s and your 50s when you turn. 60, 70, and 80. I mean, let's face it, we've changed. Your life has changed. Your, your, your focus has changed. So you really need to look at your estate plan in a way to help you protect your assets during your lifetime so that you can leave a legacy. So here at Freedom and Elder Law Department, we do have a program called Life Before Legacy Planning. And it's exactly that. It's let's set up your estate plan so you can protect your assets so hopefully you don't run out of them so that you can ultimately leave that legacy to your loved ones. Now you talk about estate, you know, the taxes and everything. And I'm going to be honest with you right now, Sam, the estate tax inheritance and um, gifting um, exclusion is $11.45 million for each one of us, double that for a couple. So most of us are not going to be dealing with estate, especially seniors at this stage, not going to be really concerning themselves with the, the taxes. What they really should be concerning themselves with is how do I protect my assets so I don't run out while I'm living this full life into my 90s? And that's the type of estate planning that we're talking about so that you can leave a legacy to your loved ones. Well, that gives us an opportunity to say right now, before we go on further into the program, a lot of people are probably going, ooh, I better write that down. Now, how do I get in touch with Heidi? How can people contact you? So there are several ways to get in touch with us. We, first of all, my website is um, www.elderlawdept, as in department.com. So you can always go on there. You can always fill out a contact sheet. You can contact us directly at team at elderlawdept.com. That anything that you send will come right to us. 
Um, or you can just actually call us at 954-866-1055. Now, I know because I went through this when my mother passed that you really need in your planning process to make sure that the part that people are doing, and my mother was in her 80s, but she was online and she had passwords and she had accounts and she had pay her bills. So that's an important part, I think, that a lot of people want to take care of mom or uh, wife wants to take care of husband or vice versa, but somehow they tend to forget about passwords and all of those things that are in this meta universe. They're important. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And listen, it goes both ways, right? I mean, I have children that are also online and passwords. And, you know, there would be the time that I've gotten a couple of of questions from my kids. Hey, mom, can I have my social security number? Because so-and-so is asking for it online. And so you have to be really careful. One of the things I find is that, you know, here in Florida, we have a lot of the seniors that live here, but the children don't, right? The children live in other states. So they're making phone calls to their parents. Their parents are telling them they're totally fine. There's nothing wrong. And then they come down for holiday and they see the piles of bills that are on the dining room table. The house is a mess. Mom is not really doing quite as well as dad has said or vice versa. Um, So it's really important that people really tune into their parents more. Um, Sometimes it's getting a care manager that will come down there and go take a look at them and just to to make sure everybody's doing okay, especially if you don't live in town, if you don't live in the state, um, maybe doing, you know, face FaceTimes or whatever to really see them, not just listen to them on the phone. As far as passwords and all of that, listen, I, I will tell you, there's a lot of elder abuse. There's a lot of scams out there. I, I you know, I try, people try to make me a victim of a scam. So it doesn't really matter your age and it doesn't really matter how smart you are. My older brother, who is an attorney, brilliant, almost got involved in a, a scam that he didn't realize, you know, a phone call from Verizon and it really wasn't Verizon. So it's so important to just keep those communication open and explaining to your parents, you know, hey, my son is in college. If you get a phone call saying that he's in another country and he needs money to get out of jail, it's not him. Call me first. Put in those checks and balances in your family so that your parents will make those phone calls to you first before they start Western unioning money out of the country because it does happen all the time. And we're seeing it especially now with some of the unrest that's going on in Europe. Uh, the war in the Ukraine, uh, the exodus of people from the Ukraine becoming refugees. A lot of those people have relatives here in the United States. And of course, the relatives are watching very, very carefully. And then they get that call and they're not quite sure who it's from. Your aunt, uncle, somebody. Uh, they're an older person and right. they believe that if they send money, what what red flag should immediately go up if they hear something like that? So first of all, they everybody needs to know IRS does not call you, okay? They do not call. They are not picking up the phone call and calling you. So if you get anything from IRS, it is not a phone. It's not right. Um, banks do not call you. They don't call you and tell you there's a problem with your password or whatnot. That's that's not going to happen. Um, you know, your cell phone companies don't call you. If you do get any of these calls, the best thing to do is to say, you know what? Thank you very much. Um, it's not a good time right now. I'm going to call you back. And then call back the company. Make sure that whoever has called you is from that company, not 
Now, don't give out passwords. Don't give out information over the phone. Um, you know, the scam that happened to my brother was even, you know, they said, hey, we're sending you a, a, th- a link on your on your phone. Give us the phone message. Give us the, the, the code. Well, yeah, because they were on online with Verizon and they were sending him a code. So you got to be really careful. I mean, the, the scammers out there are, are very intelligent and they've done a lot of work to get where they are and you just need to be really careful and, and again like i said the biggest thing is to put in those checks and balances before any money is set before any passwords are done before you give out any information make sure you check with a family member or you contact the company yourself or contact an elder attorney or contact an elder attorney that is true All right. <laughs> I, uh, one thing uh, before i before i close out the program I want to find out, can you come back for another episode? We haven't, we've covered so much, but there's yet more we need to cover. There is a lot more that we can cover. Absolutely, it would be my pleasure to come back. Very good. Tell everyone how to get in touch with you before we say good day today. Okay, again, website, www.elderlawdepartmentdept.com. You can reach us by email, team at elderlawdept.com, or you can always call us at 954 866-1055. The elder law firm expert is in the house and she's going to come back for another episode. So stay tuned, folks. Heidi, thank you for being here today. Sam, thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. And we look forward to having her back for another episode. A reminder that uh, the Great American Senior Show, we stream 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when you hear one of our programs with Heidi, for example, and you want to share it with someone, download it, and you can pass the link on. And uh, I know Heidi's going to be putting these things up on her website as well, and we'll put them on social media. The whole idea is the Great American Senior Show wants to help protect and inform our older Americans here, not only in South Florida, throughout the United States and around the world because that's how interconnected we are today. And we're going to be continuing our program with the Great American Senior Show. In the meantime, I'm that gray-haired host. We'll see you on our next episode.